0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in, an extra hello to you. I am so glad that you're here. This episode was inspired by a question I asked in my Facebook group, the Green Product Forum, which, by the way, you should join if you're not in it already. And what became very clear was that many people wished they knew more about choosing less toxic furniture. And so here we are. Now, for those who haven't heard of me, I take a very practical and risk-based approach to creating a healthy home. I don't often suggest people get rid of the furniture they currently have just to make a healthier home, unless the piece of furniture is causing health issues currently. But if you're moving, redecorating, or need to replace that 30-year-old couch that's holding on by a thread, thinking about how the furniture you'll need ahead of time can impact your health is important. It might be that you need to plan ahead for your budget, or it might take a little bit more time to research while cleaning and personal care products have really come a long way. And full disclosure is a lot more common. The furniture market has a significant amount of catching up to do, and that can make it super frustrating as a conscious consumer. But the more that we can ask questions and demand better, the more we can help shift the market. So my goal for this episode is to give you some things to consider when it comes to ingredients, certifications, and how to ask questions to the manufacturers that you're considering buying from. This is specifically focused on soft seating, but I cover issues that are applicable to other furniture pieces as well, including questions to ask, ingredients to look for, and whether GreenGuard is a legit certification or not. I even leave you with a few brand suggestions. I hope you enjoy! Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. All right, let's talk sofas, because this seems to be a major hurdle for people. As I mentioned, it was one of the common responses when I asked what people wished they knew more about. Now I will mention that episode seven is a bit of a companion episode to this it's about mattresses but i go into more detail about polyurethane foam which is the most common cushion fill in couches these days so if you want more information on that specifically you can tee that one up after this episode now soft seating has flown largely under the radar when it comes to environmental and health performance And I believe that we're going to see this change over the next few years as consumers like you start asking more questions. The biggest problem I've seen when combing manufacturer websites and asking for more information for my clients is half truths and evasive answers. It's incredibly frustrating. The greenwashing in the furniture market is possibly the worst of any other industry right now. So here are some problematic claims that I've seen pop up quite frequently that I want you to be aware of so that you can push back. The first one is soy based foam. This problem exists in mattresses too, where marketers emphasize that soy is used in the foam in place of polyurethane. The reality is most soy based foams use less than 10% soy oil. The rest is conventional polyurethane foam. So in terms of impact on both the environment and your health, it's pretty negligible. The other language that I see come up a lot involves qualifiers and it's stuff like no harmful chemicals. And every time I see qualifiers like harmful or below harmful levels, my spidey senses tingle a little bit. As I've established in many episodes prior to this one, the conventional definition of harmful is grossly lacking and doesn't take long-term health into consideration. So this phrasing is common when talking about flame retardants, for example, instead of being okay with language that says free of harmful flame retardants or free of flame retardants or flame retardants below harmful levels or something like that. I want to see 100% flame retardant free. I don't want qualifiers. I don't want to see free of PBDE or any other specific flame retardant. I want to know that it's flame retardant free or which chemical they're using instead. So first and foremost, as you set out to find healthier furniture, keep an eye out and think critically about the information the manufacturer is sharing. This reading between the lines can go a long way to not get sucked into the greenwashing. Okay. So what goes into a couch and what should you look for when trying to lower the release of toxins into your home? Let's break down the key components. First is fabric. The biggest concern from an immediate health perspective is whether or not the fabric is treated with stain repellent. Stain repellents are most commonly PFAS chemicals or per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. This is a class of chemicals including PFOA, PFOS, and Gen X, which you may have heard from the Teflon conversation. And they are known as forever chemicals because they don't degrade once they enter the environment. Because PFAS chemicals are under increasing scrutiny and regulation, rightfully so, the specific chemicals being used as stain repellents in furniture has been evolving. According to the ecotextile retailer Two Sisters Ecotextiles, the most common chemical used is a supposedly less persistent and bioaccumulative PFAS chemical that appears to be less toxic. But we have very little data to verify this. And given the history of PFAS chemicals, This is not something that we should be assuming at this point because PFAS chemicals have been an example of regrettable substitutions where we ban one industry comes out with one that has a theoretically safer profile. And then we learn that it's not so great after all. Be aware also that many brands will talk about quote unquote green technology or eco-friendly stain repellents, yet still not disclose the chemicals being used. Saying that they're PFOA-free or PFAS-free isn't enough because we've seen what happens when the chemical industry replaces known toxins without telling us what they're replacing it with. And this constant chasing chemicals as they're introduced, instead of demanding full testing when they're brought to market, needs to stop. It's that chemical whack-a-mole that I've talked about in previous episodes. For more on that, I talked about searching for proof of safety versus harm in episode 29. So the bottom line to drive real change in the market, I believe that we should demand full disclosure of what's used in any stain repellent treatment. While it will mean extra care and attention to keep it clean, I actually recommend that you decline any stain treatment, especially if they don't disclose what's being used. And I think we should be steering clear of any PFAS chemical for the time being at least. All right, another common piece of a couch makeup is leather leather furniture can be tempting from a durability and maintenance perspective unless you're vegan of course but the process of tanning and dyeing leather is incredibly toxic tanning is required to create a durable material that won't decompose and typically it is done using a form of chromium called chromium 3 It's a carcinogenic on its own, but it also converts into a highly toxic form called hexavalent chromium, which remains in the waste product of tanning. And this can enter waterways and the local environment, posing major health risks to the communities nearby. So the first step with leather furniture, if it's the direction that you want to go, is to look for vegetable tanned leather at a minimum. There are dozens of other chemicals used in the tanning process that also aren't great, but chrome seems to pose the greatest health risk. So vegetable tanned product won't necessarily be toxin-free, but it's a better alternative to chromium tanning. Then you can look at plant-based dyes as another healthier option. Again, common dye chemicals are incredibly toxic to the workers. The impact on you and your family in your home may be minimal. There's no real research that I found on the contribution of our toxic load from the fabric manufacturing itself but i think as global citizens taking advantage of labor in vulnerable populations we also owe it to the workers to push for better so even if you get a conventionally made conventionally dyed product asking the question will help manufacturers realize that the market is aware of what's going on and that's the first step towards change all right next up is what is used in the cushion what's used to fill it the most common fill is polyurethane foam And this comes with a host of issues from the chemicals used in the manufacturer to the potential off gas for the life of the couch. Now, most people won't be affected by the levels that are emitted from a couch, but some people will. So if you're going for a more conventional product, you can add a minimum look for CertiPure certified foam. And this is made with reduced VOC emissions and is free from certain toxins. It is not a great standard overall. And it's industry sponsored. I talked about that I don't love it in the mattress episode, but in this case, because alternatives for couches are few and far between, I think this is better than nothing. As I mentioned earlier, soy-based foam isn't that important of a claim, so I wouldn't give it too much credit. And then the other option is natural latex, like you would find in a natural mattress. These options exist. They are often a lot more expensive and often custom a quick Google search will give you some options. If you do want to explore this Avenue, particularly if you have some time and you want to start saving up for it. The other component is the frame. Most lower cost furniture is made with pressboard as opposed to solid wood. And conventionally the glues used in pressboard can release formaldehyde, which is a carcinogen. One alternative is to opt for solid wood frames. Again, this will come at a cost increase. Alternatively, you can ask if they use formaldehyde free glues. Now this isn't a sure thing that it's actually going to be a non-toxic frame, but it starts the conversation and it starts to get rid of at least one chemical of concern. Unless you're especially sensitive, my thinking is that the emissions from a pressboard couch frame are going to be minimal and likely something that you can control with good airflow and indoor air quality measures. So if you tick all the other boxes in terms of no flame retardants and stain repellents, this might be one that you can let slide if cost or availability is an issue. Again, if the goal for you is to absolutely reduce emissions as much as possible, then solid wood is what you should be looking for. Some eco brands will also market low VOC paints and stains. This is going to be less common, but it's something that you can ask about if they do have custom options. Now, One question many people ask me and that might be on your mind is, is GreenGuard certification legit and is it enough? So I will start by saying that GreenGuard is a third-party standard that is widely respected in the green building industry. However, certifications are only as good as the properties they certify for, right? So GreenGuard looks only at volatile organic compound, or VOC, emissions, and formaldehyde is an example of a VOC. It won't necessarily tell you if the product is free of chemicals that settle out as particulates, such as those that are used in flame retardants and stain repellents. That being said, it does add another level of assurance that your sofa is at least below certain thresholds for VOCs. It's not zero VOC, but it's below certain thresholds. To this end, I recommend looking specifically for the GreenGuard gold certification. It looks more at health-based criteria, so it has lower limits that products need to meet for individual chemicals and also requires a lower total VOC emission level, whereas the basic GreenGuard certification has higher limits and only for a handful of VOCs. I hope this helps you kind of frame your research and helps you understand what to look for and maybe allow you to balance the competing priorities that so much, so many of us have when it comes to cost and our health goals. So where can you find less toxic furniture first figure out your budget? This is one area where the products that have the least toxic chemicals are going to cost a pretty penny. I hope this starts to change, but for now, There is quite a cost premium. Now, when you break it down, theoretically, you're going to have this couch for a very long time, and so if you do the kind of cost per use analysis and don't compare the price of a Wayfair couch to a non-toxic one, I think that's where we get into a lot of trouble. You don't want a discount Wayfair couch if your goal is healthy furniture. I'm just going to put that out there. If you're looking at price comparisons, make sure that you're comparing apples to apples, understand what you're willing to spend. And maybe it's something that you can start saving for, but if you have a hard limit, then that's going to dictate your product options more than anything. Many big brands are offering flame retardant free options at a minimum. So you can look at places like Ikea and Crate and Barrel. Lazy Boy and Ashley Furniture to name a few, not all of their products necessarily, but they have options. If you Google flame retardant free furniture, there are also several lists out there as well. Now flame retardants are just one chemical to consider as I talked about throughout this episode. So from there you can then ask about stain repellents. And then the next level would be looking at foam material to start to narrow down your choices. If you want to go all in on an organic natural latex piece, there are certainly options and a quick Google search will get you started. If you're looking for more specific product advice and reviews, I'm adding brands to the product database available to members of my membership, the Healthy Home Collective on a regular basis. And if you're looking for a more strategic way to reduce toxins throughout your home and the opportunity to ask me questions along the way for personalized support, I invite you to check out the collective at greenathome.ca forward slash collective. All right. I hope you found this little rundown of what to look for in a sofa helpful. And even if you're not in a position to buy a fully organic natural couch, I encourage you to send emails to manufacturers and just start asking questions about, but what's being used to make the products that they're selling. We really can start to shift the needle from the greenwashing and lack of disclosure we're seeing in the market today. The more that we can push them, the more that they will deliver products that meet our needs. All right. That's it for today's episode. I'll be back next week with a conversation with naturopathic Dr. Olivia Rose about sleep. Chat with you then. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type green product forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.